Hi everyone, I'm Cameron. And I'm Allie. And this is our very first episode of the Youth Room Podcast. Woo! And we've got quite the treat today. We've actually got our first interview with someone who has worked in youth ministry. Allie, tell them who it is. It's Cameron. I'm I'm interviewing Cameron. <laughs> you don't sound nearly as excited as I do. I am so excited, Cam. I really am. I, you know, I know a little bit about your time in youth ministry, but I, I genuinely can't wait to dive in a little bit more and just hear more about everything you learned. Yeah, and we should add just a quick note right now. Allie and I are engaged. We are so. engaged. We are very happily engaged. We'd love that for us. <laughs> Again, the excitement level seems higher on my I end. promise that I'm fully in right now. Okay. <laughs> oh my we gosh. should also add that this was mainly Allie's brainchild, and I was just fully on board. So Look, she's I... also She's definitely excited. I'm I just... definitely excited. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So... Cameron, who are you? No, but but seriously, Cameron, tell them a little bit about yourself and just your experience in youth ministry. Yeah, so uh, we've got that that first crucial bit of information out there. My name is Cameron, Cameron Reed. I am 23 years old. I always have to do the math on my birth, <laughs> my birth, my my age is the correct word, not my birth. <laughs> um, but I am from Smyrna, Tennessee, which is just southeast of Nashville for all you non-Tennesseans out there. Um, I grew up, uh, my family went to a Catholic church while we were growing up. We kind of stopped going um, with any sort of consistency around the time I was in middle school. Mm. Um, and from there, I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really involved in church until I got to college and uh, ended up going to a campus ministry at Tennessee Tech called the UCSC, University Christian Student Center. And uh, that campus ministry is sponsored by College Side Church of Christ and um, just really grew my relationship with Christ there. And my experience in youth ministry, to get to the second part of the question, um, obviously growing up, not really going to church that much, I didn't have much exposure to a youth group or youth ministry per se, uh, while I was the age that I would have been in one. Right. Um, But after I came to college, I started helping out a little bit with Teen Side, which is the youth group at College Side. And what a crew. It's, it's quite the crew, Just really crew. is. They, they've got a great <laughs> intern right now. They do. Her name is Allie also. It is also... It's also me. It's also Allie. <laughs> we'll get to that. They have the same name because they are the same person. No, yeah. But okay. <laughs> anyways, more about me. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, so through working with Teenside, I... I just realized that, hey, man, it's really cool to hang out with teenagers. These kids are hilarious. Middle school boys are the funniest humans on the planet. You can't change my mind. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, that I started exploring a little bit what, what it might be like to work in youth ministry in my mind. And um, one thing led to another, and I worked as a youth ministry intern for back-to-back summers at Bellevue Church of Christ in uh, southwest Nashville area. But that is kind of my experience that I've had. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more. You mentioned about working in Teenside, but was there a specific moment when you first considered working in ministry or maybe more specifically when you first considered youth ministry? Yeah, I think about uh, just being in the school. So uh, just to, to share a little bit more of my story and, and my the growth of my faith in college, um, I didn't have much of a relationship. I didn't have a relationship with God, period, when I came to college. Um, and then through coming to the UCSC that, that first semester of my freshman year, um, really started to actually explore what that looks like. What mm-hmm. does it look like to know God and, and to be known by him? Um, and I was baptized at a, a great event called Gulf Coast Getaway, Panama City Beach. Um, what a moment that was. 
We love we love Gulf Coast. He just threw um, a wings up. To, I did throw to the wings microphone. up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I figured wings up, man. Tech, yeah. Anyway, um, but after I was baptized, you know, I, I was, you know, I was all in from that point, and I I just really wanted to do whatever I could for God's kingdom and and to advance Jesus' kingdom on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend of mine, Michael Chambers. Um, he was one of the guys that baptized me and just kind of periodically whenever I'd be riding in the car with him, he'd just kind of bring something up like, Hey man, I think your story is like awesome. I think it'd be really good for you to like just be in front of high schoolers and mm-hmm. it'd be in front of those, those, those kids that are at that age and just like be honest and be open with them. Like, I think you could have a really good impact on them. And so I, towards the end of my freshman year, he, he told me, Hey, I think you would be a really good counselor at impact. And if you're listening and you don't know what Impact is, it's a giant like summer camp week long thing that uh, and I almost called the University Impact Lipscomb <laughs> University is the one who puts it on. Um, so a whole bunch of youth groups come from all over and they stay at Lipscomb and it's just, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a great time. It's a massive retreat and um, Michael suggested that to me and I was like, you know what? If you think so, because he's he's a guy I look up to a lot. He's a, he's a youth minister down in in chattanooga right now is i was just kind of like if you think so if you actually think i would be good at this i'll sign up i'll apply (laughs) and so i applied to be a counselor and i got it much to my surprise um but uh shortly before impact my grandfather actually passed away um so i wasn't going to be able to uh to go and and take part in that and and what what went through your mind when that happened you know, there's a, there's a lot of doubt. <laughs> I got to be honest, because it's like, well, wow, this happened, and now I'm not going to be able to go do this. Like, yeah. What's what's God telling me in this? Um, and you you know, I I'm not really sure what made me change from that thought process. But looking back on it, it's like, how how selfish of me was it to think that God killed somebody so I could mm. not do this? Like. Yeah, but yeah. that I mean that's like a a real thought, you know. Yeah, like, and that's very normal to. It's a thought I had. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, it's like you know, granddad died. It yeah. <laughs> it wasn't there wasn't some grand scheme behind that to make me not go to impact because I was gonna mess something up. Um, and that's just part of life. It's part of living in an imperfect world. Things mm-hmm. happen at bad times, and um, and it's important, like you said, that that wasn't like a big sign that that still wasn't something you were called to. You know, mm-hmm. like you're you had someone pouring into you, which is so important, like, and like empowering you in that. And then like, even though it didn't happen, like you planned it, obviously we're having this conversation. It yeah. still happened, you know, <laughs> it like, still happened. Yeah. That just says a lot about how God works and how much we don't see. Yeah. Um, but after that summer, you know, I was back in school for sophomore year and again, Michael was kind of in my ear all, all the time. He's like, Hey, you should look into doing a, an internship now. Like, work with a youth group for a whole summer like i don't know man that's a lot that's <laughs> i'm not qualified that's for that quite a move, quite a move. <laughs> I, these kids have been christians longer than i have <laughs> um but you know he kept on he kept on pushing it i was like you know what i'll say i'm interested and i i was i really was pretty interested i was very timid and scared to take the first step um but i had worked with teen side enough and i i knew in my mind i was like you know this is this would be awesome to have the opportunity to go and do this so what happened next? What was like the application, the interview process? How did you get connected with Bellevue? Well, like I said, I was very timid in the whole process. I <laughs> did not actively search for anything. Mm. Um, it found you. It found me big time. <laughs> what uh, a gem they found. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, a <laughs> uh, good friend of mine named uh, Chandler Floyd, 
he is in a lot of my chemical engineering classes and and we were pretty good buds and i like i said i had not been doing much applying much looking it was it was already into the spring semester like a lot of a lot of churches try to get this figured out like in the fall and then kind of have a little while to plan with their intern and everything um but I, I remember we had just left a test in my class, uh, Chemical Engineering 2020. It's introductory, like, it, it's it's not, a, it's not an easy class. <laughs> but anyways, we had just taken a test in mid to early February, and I got a text from Chandler. It was like, hey, man, are you still considering doing a youth ministry internship? And I looked at it for a while, and I said, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, my brother-in-law is a youth minister at Bellevue Church of Christ, and they're having trouble finding somebody. Would you be interested? Mm-hmm. Can I give you, or can I give him your contact info? And that. <laughs> How long did you sit there before you responded? <laughs> you know, Chandler probably thought I was ghosting him because I, <laughs> you know, red receipts are on, and I sat there for I I'd, I had read it like an hour prior before mm-hmm. I I initially was like, yeah, do it, but. I decided, yeah, might as well put myself out there. And uh, from there, I got in touch with Dylan. Um, we set up an interview over uh, FaceTime on spring break. Because a <laughs> uh, fun tidbit for you guys out there listening. I didn't get a car. I, I had not. That's I, right. I, I didn't forgot have a you car didn't have a car right now. Until Thanksgiving break of my junior year in college. So all through high school, up until Thanksgiving break, junior year college. I didn't have a car. Um and so it was spring break, I was home in Smyrna, and I didn't really have a way to drive to Bellevue. So I was like, oh, yeah, just do it over FaceTime, whatever. Um, and uh, I interviewed with uh, Dylan Armstrong, the youth minister there, and Blake McCaskill, who was the minister, the preaching minister there. And we just kind of talked, and <laughs> it was good. Like, they asked me a little bit about my faith and uh, things of that nature. And, you know, I had, like, a questionnaire that I filled out at the beginning, and um it was it was just good. It was a relaxing. Hmm. I was very nervous going into it, but we Fair. we geeked out about Star Wars a little bit. Of course, you did. <laughs> uh, talked a little Marvel movies. It was just it was good, you know. And it was it was the most relaxed interview certainly ever. I, I've done a couple other interviews for different kinds of jobs, but that one that one was a lot of fun. And um, eventually got a call back from Dylan. It was like, hey, are you still interested in being the intern? Because we'd like to offer that position to you and. I said yes. I remember when I got the call, I was I was staring at his name on my phone. It said Dylan Armstrong, and I was like, "What do I want him to say to me right now?" Because mm, yeah. if he says we're gonna go a different direction, there's no pressure, and I can be like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." But if he's like, "I'm gonna offer you this position," then I gotta make a decision. Yeah, balls in your court. Now. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm eternally grateful that I got that option to say yes and that yeah. I did say yes. But that's kind of a a long winded way of describing the application and interview all these answers are going to be long-winded i don't know how to shut up i like so. it it's beautiful it's a beautiful gift you have to elaborate but really you're Ramble. like no like your like your passion for what act like your story is really important so i hope i hope you ramble because it's awesome um i do want to say i know you said when the phone rang you felt that kind of like you know am i gonna have to make a decision or am i gonna be kind of free from that or whatever but when you left the interview how did you feel well, I, when you hung up, I guess you didn't physically <laughs> walk away. But. When I hung up, I was very sweaty. I remember that. Palms are sweaty. I was sweaty. <laughs> um, I was nervous and excited, and I also didn't really know what to feel because I, I actually hadn't told my parents about this at this point. Mm. My dad was, like, out mowing the yard the whole time I was on the interview, and I was like, man, I hope he doesn't come in while I'm doing a job interview <laughs> without a shirt on. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think yeah. when I when I hung up, I thought, 
after that FaceTime call, it was like, man, I like this is actually happening right now. And like this isn't just Michael saying, hey, would you consider doing this? And me being like, yeah, whatever. Mm. Like I just talked to two guys who work at a church that are interested in hiring me. Like it felt real after the interview. Yeah, I hear that. So before we jump into specifically your time at Bellevue, there are two things I want to ask you. Uh, number one, what's one thing you wish you had known before you started? One thing I wish I knew is just how awesome it was going to be. Mm. Like, I would have been so, like, I was excited. I would have been, like, through the roof. Like, I, I don't know like. how, I don't know how to describe <laughs> the emotion I would have had if I had known how much fun I was going to have, how yeah. much I was going to grow, and just how awesome of an experience it was going to be. Which, I don't know, maybe the surprise is better. So maybe I, I shouldn't wish I knew that beforehand. But that's the first thing that, that came to my mind. Was that how you felt when you got to come back the second summer? Oh, yeah. Were you bounced off the walls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, did a, we did an intern reveal, and it was awesome. A little, little context in the second summer. The first summer, I was the only intern. Um, second summer, we were able to convince eldership to let us have two interns, a guy and a girl. And we did this intern reveal. There's three doors to the youth room down there. And we covered each door with, like, tissue paper, and, like, they were numbered one, two, and three. And we had all the kids, like, yell which door they wanted us to open. Oh, my word. And the for one of them, Melina, my co-intern for the second summer, she popped out. And the kids go crazy because it's a girl. And then <laughs> Did another, she pop out first? I can't remember the order we did it in, actually. Huh. I, I think she was first. And then the second one was... Um, it was just an older guy at the church. He like Excellent. he like runs the the kitchen for room at the end, and he busts he busts through, and the kids lose their mind. <laughs> and then they're like, "What? Well, what's behind door number three? We already got our intern. You know, like what's yeah. gonna happen now?" And I I, I remember uh, Josh Jackson, one of the youth deacons, is filming the whole thing on mm. for Facebook. And I threw a wings up at the camera, and then like slammed through the door with my head. <laughs> uh, I just remember like sitting in that hallway in that moment. I was like, I was giddy because mm-hmm. I, I was just so excited to be back with the youth group for the summer. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely yeah. felt that excitement the second summer. That's so awesome. Kind of on the flip end of that, was there any misconception you had beforehand or one that you think is common for people to have about youth ministry? And how did you learn that that wasn't true? Hmm. I think I didn't really have any sort of misconceptions going in at the time. Certainly not being around youth ministry a whole lot. Yeah, kind growing of, up kind or of anything. Slate kind of yeah, yeah, there wasn't any sort of preconceived notion I had about a youth group or anything. Um, I would say one thing that I, I have learned, just that I don't think people really think is too true that much, is that like the stuff that kids go through. I, I say kids; they're not they're not really kids. Mm-hmm. Stuff that middle schoolers, high schoolers go through is like it's like real emotional. Like like that's actually stuff yeah. that's going. Like they're not overreacting. You got to think in the context of their lives, like something happening to them, it can literally be the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Really? Yeah. Like we think about it now in the context of like, you can say you're like 30 years old and you have a friend that just kind of like stops talking to you. And it's like, at that point in your life, you've seen a lot. Mm. Um, But when you're a sixth grader and your best friend all through elementary school, all of a sudden doesn't talk to you anymore because you're in middle school and it's different now. Like. That can be the most emotionally traumatizing thing somebody has gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, the, I guess the misconception I'm, I'm getting at here is that people assume that younger people like make mountains out of molehills mm-hmm. all the time. But to them, they don't have the perspective to see that is a molehill. Yeah. To them, that is Mount Everest that they're climbing right now. And you, you got to be willing to walk with them through that and then not brush them aside. Because like, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, and that's like so true just about like 
when we think about people's relationships with Jesus, period, like, mm-hmm. like you don't compare what you're going through, like, through other people in the same seasons of life as you, because we all need Jesus in the same way. So, like, mm-hmm. why would you compare people who are 10, 20 years younger than you just because you've been through more? Like, no, Jesus meets them exactly where they are, too, and they need people who remind them of that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool stuff. Well, I, this is my favorite part. I'm really excited about this because I just, I know how much you love Bellevue and literally how hype you are whenever you talk about it. So describe just the vibe of Bellevue Youth Ministry. Give me a little rundown on what it was like being there. Memes. Oh, no. That's <laughs> that's a horrible answer. But it's a, that's the first word that came to your mind. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I just, I remember um, the, uh, the, before the first summer, when I was revealed as the intern, I came to a, a Home Depot at Tom and Amy Walker's house. I'm just name dropping. You, you all have been over name dropping this entire time, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> talking to the, talking to this microphone like it knows the people I'm talking about right now. But Tom and Amy are fantastic people. Their son Philip is also very cool. Um, they were my host family both years I stayed there. But they, we had a Home Depot there, and I came in and. All the girls were in one room watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, whichever iteration they were on. At excellent that time. work, ladies. I just want to say excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like hanging out with the, with some of the boys, like some of the high school, middle school boys, and one of them showed me a meme, and I was like, "Holy cow! This, <laughs> this is, is it. <laughs> I have found where I belong." Um, we talked about Fortnite all night and showed each other memes, and one of them has a fantastic scream. This is a guy, one of the one of the guys in the youth group can can curdle blood with his scream and it it was, the those those boys, those middle school, high school boys in that group just have fun. Mm. And like that was the vibe I certainly got from the and no discredit to the girls. I, that's just kinda what I'm talking about right now is the guys. <laughs> You're a guy, that's fair. But yeah, you know, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but the overall atmosphere and vibe I think I think it was kind of chill, mm. mixed in with all that. Um, I feel like I, I feel like this is true with any youth group though. The age the age groups have completely different vibes and atmospheres yeah, within themselves. Definitely, because a lot of our high schoolers are more laid back. A couple of them always want to do really really active stuff, like play ultimate frisbee or play dodgeball or whatever. Um, but for the most part, our, our high schoolers were kind of more laid back, and our middle schoolers were wired. <laughs> Guys and girls alike, like <laughs> that's my absolute favorite thing. <laughs> I they see. I love middle schoolers because there's no, there's nobody watching them. Yeah, they can run into the youth room and sprint and dive into a beanbag chair and almost break their neck, and they're not going to be embarrassed. They're going to be like, "Man, I can't wait to go do that again." And that's so fun. Like, there's so much joy in that. <laughs> it is. And... There is. It's just simple things that. Like, God gave us the ability to sprint at a beanbag chair, so why <laughs> so not? Why, why not, not do it? Why not do it? But. That, yeah, I just, fun, I think is a word, in a word, a good way to that. describe it. I love that a lot. And that's very you, you know, <laughs> that's very you. Um, so I know this is going to be hard because two summers is a long time. Lots of, lots of crazy things happen, I'm sure. But what was your favorite moment, activity or event or anything that you experienced there? Okay. So this might be like a bit of a, a threefold answer. Classic. Because I'm not really, I, I can't, I can't narrow this down. Um, one of one of my favorite things, period, is the mission trip we got to go on mm. to Haiti, and I want to leave it at that because there's another question later on that I think we're going to talk about that. So, okay. um, anytime we went to camp, was I love camp. 
<laughs> I, there's something about waking up at like 7 a.m. and like trying to get a bunch of a bunch of students to go over to the gym that's outdoors and like rally Just everybody. Screaming at them, playing music. Like and... <laughs> it. I I don't know if I'm a morning person per se, but if I have to be up at 5:30 for something, I'm gonna be up and wired at 5:30. You're for gonna something. make the most of that. I don't yeah. drink coffee either, so it's just it's just pure fuel from the Lord and the Spirit, but. I like some people complain about having to do that. I'm like, are you kidding, man? We get to go do that. We get to go wake up all these kids and like just hype them up and like rise and shine and give God the glory. And mm, that'll preach. Man, I I love camp and all the activities in between, all the lessons that we get to get to share and get to hear. And there's just something about camp, man. I want to I want to jump camp. in here real quick. Um, so like obviously growing up, you didn't really go to camp. Mm-mm. So what? What was your thought about that, and was it what you expected? Like, did you expect to love it that much, or was that another thing that kind of hit you? I don't know. You see, I, I again, I don't really think I had any any notion mm-hmm. about it. I think Dylan prepared me well because Dylan is hype about camp too, and I was oh. like, yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> let's get all over this. He easily sold you on it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm not too hard to sell on things. If you're excited about it, I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Like like a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay what else um i want to the way that you say you moment activity event i want to narrow in on an event that we did quite a bit at bellevue called secret church mm-hmm. um shares the same name with radical david platt secret church but it's completely different okay tell us about it okay i will uh secret church we would do on thursday nights the first summer we did it every thursday night and we kind of realized like that's a lot of thursday nights so we kind of scaled back like every other <laughs> thursday night the second summer uh, but on Secret Church, what we would do is we would have all the kids, we'd come and we'd meet at the youth room, and then we would go somewhere different in the church. It was a secret. You can't, you can't, you can't tell anybody where you're going for Secret Church, because then it's not a secret. Yeah, it defeats the point. But <laughs> we would lead the youth group through the church. Um, sometimes we'd end up in like a, like a elementary school classroom. Sometimes it would be like the elders meeting room, if we could get away with that. Sometimes it's the auditorium, the fellowship hall. We would go somewhere that Dylan and I had decided, or second summer, me, Dylan, and Melina had decided on. Um, and we would go, and we wouldn't tell them where we were going. We'd just go there. And that would be the first secret in Secret Church. And then the next part of Secret Church is we would talk. We would have a couple of questions prepared for the students, and we'd just ask them, like, hey, what do you think the Bible says about this? Well, So, like, some of them are kind of more... I don't know what the right word is to use here, but a couple of topics we had, like they get recycled, I guess, and gotcha. we, we try to try to keep it fresh because as you go through the youth ministry, like you've probably heard a lot of the secret church topics, but mm-hmm. the, the idea is to get talking about stuff that isn't as mainstream, that isn't going to get talked about a lot in the church. So like we we'd be asking questions like, hey, what do you think the Bible actually says about getting tattoos or consuming alcohol, or even one week we talked about vaping. And um, what does the Bible say about going vegan? Does the Bible say you should go vegan? That, those kind of mm. topics that aren't you, you might could use the word taboo. I don't I don't really think taboo is the right word for it. Um, Even just like things that like are almost too vague to ask about or like maybe t- like feel weird to specifically. Ask. Yeah, stuff that feels weird to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And or my even sometimes it's just uncomfortable to talk about for some for some people yeah. and so i really loved being able to start those discussions and get them thinking about like hey what do what do i believe about this not what did i hear grandma say at the at the family lunch on sunday yeah. about 
our cousin who we don't talk to who just got a new tattoo. Mm. You know, um, really actually looking at the Bible and, and what do we think? And that, that was a big thing we tried to do is like we can't we're trying not to present our own opinions in this because, I mean, me, Dylan, and Melina, we all have our ways that we thought about different things. And it's like, well, we're not presenting that. We're trying to present the Bible. Yeah. Um, and that was a big thing, I think, if we weren't trying to solely push what the Bible says and, like, just be like, here's what the Bible says, make your own decision. I don't think we would have been able to do it because I, I think if parents got wind of, like, yeah. we, us, <laughs> us sharing our opinions on things, they'd say, be like, wait a second. we're shutting this down. But, um, and that goes for anything, like, really trying to stress biblical truth. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go up and teach a lesson and try to get you to think the way I think. I want to go up and present the Bible to you, and I want you to make a decision based on what I said. Whether or not you agree with me, Mm -hmm. I want you to look at the Bible and say, this is what I believe. Yeah, that's what I love every time I hear you talk about that, is like, even if the kids don't remember, like, your specific answers to some of their questions, like, you are modeling, like, how to, when we we have things that we don't understand or don't know, like, just showing them that the first place you look is the Bible. The first place you Mm -hmm. gauge your opinion, like, is not on what someone told you. Like, Mm -hmm. always take it back to Scripture first. And I, I just feel like, having something completely centered around that concept does a lot for those children. Yeah. And I, I think it's huge. And, um, just to keep, keep flowing with the event after we have our prepared questions, we, there was a time where we just let the kids ask whatever they want. And we, we get a wide variety of questions from them on, on the free question <laughs> time. Sometimes somebody who wasn't there last week will ask a question that got asked last week. And, but it's always good. We always have really good discussions of the questions that they bring. And I actually think the vaping question was one of their questions. So I, that one just stuck out in my mind. Um, I remember the exact room we were in when somebody asked that. Wow. It was a good time. Core memory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bing Bong is fading away. Is that his name? Bing Bong? Yeah. Bing Bong. Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar's going to sue us. Oh, man. Um, and then after that, we would take them to a fast food restaurant that was also undisclosed. Taco Bell was a favorite. Um, Chick-fil-A was a little far away, so we didn't usually go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Same with Panda. But if we, if we could make it work, It's all we about would. the logistics. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So then after we go to the fast food, we would go to a undisclosed swimming pool. And we'd go, excuse me, and we would swim. <laughs> and that is secret church awesome i really do love just that whole concept and that event it, it does sound like that was um that's always something i feel like you point back to when you talk about your time there um so more on bellevue what was your high of the experience there and what was your low what was a moment where you just felt like on top of the world there and where was the moment that you most struggled i think uh, to get back to the uh, the mission trip to Haiti, I think that would be the high. Hmm. So that was the first summer that I was at Bellevue. It was kind of towards the end of the summer, and I could I could talk about this trip. They, this could be a whole podcast episode, honestly. <laughs> but just I had never left. I had never been outside of the United States, so that was my first time leaving the country and uh, got to BNA the Nashville airport at like four in the morning. Dylan and uh, his wife Kayla and I, we tried to stay up all night playing Fortnite. We crashed around like one and oh then my. got like an hour and a half of sleep. <laughs> and so I was horribly tired the entire time. Did not sleep on the plane because I was like, I'm on an airplane for the first time in my life. I'm going to experience this. <laughs> and that was terrifying until we started going really fast upwards. I was like, this is incredible. Mankind <laughs> can make machines that can do this. And I, I was, that was also really cool. Just the the ascent and seeing everything just disappear. And it's like God's mm. creation swallowed that giant city just now. Yeah. Like that city is still there, but I can't see it. Mm. 
because of how massive the world is that God made. Like, we made a huge city. Like, don't get me wrong, Nashville's huge. But the God's creation just so totally dwarfs it. And keep in mind, also, God was, God was there when guys, like, people were building Nashville. Like, God is the reason Nashville's there also. It's yeah. Not, not just totally man-made, but that was the first part of that experience. I was like, man, God's opening my eyes and we're still above Tennessee. And I think that's really important because there were moments like that, like even on the daily, I feel like at um, youth ministry events and things like that, like mm-hmm. there are moments and it's important to like to share those. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then the rest of the trip was just awesome. We got to, we flew into to Porto Prince and then took a, a two hour bus drive. It was about 45 miles or so, which is crazy to think it took us two hours, but the roads weren't really paved outside of Port au Prince. Um, and we went up to Tomazo and we got to just uh, help out and run a camp up there. And it was just a really cool experience. So we had, we had kids from all over the country of Haiti that came and it was a Bible camp. So it was like camp 2.0 and it was awesome. And yeah. it is for the weekend. It, I, I can't remember the days. It, I think it must've been like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like that. I feel like we had four days at the camp. Um, and we got to help out with the kids. And, man, that that was just so incredible. Like mm. um, Everything we did was through translators. Some of the kids spoke a little bit of English, but not a ton. They all spoke um, Haitian Creole. Okay. And so we were teaching, like, breakout classes and things like that and having discussion groups um, through translators and Man, it's one thing we all came back together everybody who was on the trip from the u.s we would come back every night and be like man these kids are they're hungry they're mm-hmm. hungry for scripture they're hungry for teachers to be there and they ask hard questions yeah um there was there was some of the some of the kids were asking like man is it is it okay for me to get baptized if my parents say that like they're not i'm not gonna be part of the family if i do like mm-hmm. like i, I yeah, don't hear kids about in the u.s like asking about yeah. that and i'm there sure there are situations states. but it's it was such a completely different atmosphere to step into and um at the end of that camp i I think we baptized like six or seven six or seven of the kids over there and it was was just an awesome experience and then from there uh, after that we had a few more days in haiti where we were just helping out around the the compound and and it was just awesome each night we'd have our devo on the rooftop and just all around just 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 a beautiful experience and i I would have loved to have gone back the second summer. Things didn't work out to where we were able to, but that's something I can look back on for the rest of my life and be like, I did that. God God was with me the entire time, and I could see him working so much, and I, I love looking back on that and sharing that. Yeah, that's awesome, Kim. So what was your low? I don't know if I have a low, honestly. I can't I can't point to a time where I was like, this is, this is the low point of all of it. Um, did you ever just feel like super drained like especially with summers i feel like it's go 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 mm. like was there ever a moment when you were like uh, i need to i need to reset <laughs> like i felt tired at times and i, I don't want to hear you say he, i don't want you guys to hear me say i can't think of a low and then be like man this guy's experience was all high like he, he's lying <laughs> what a jerk <laughs> or my experience or something must be something wrong because i i've had some low points right i don't want to i don't want you to hear that because there are definitely times where it's not easy but none of them point out stick out to me is what I'm saying as like this huge like dip or anything like that. Um, I like that you say that though because like I'd be interested like if we were to go back and ask you in the moment like is this a low you might say yeah, yeah. but like now that you're like out of it it's like 
it's only the good things that stand out and it's only the things that like really changed you and like Mm -hmm. you know like like god got you through any lows that you may have experienced and now like you get to like witness to all the powerful things that do happen in these ministries Mm -hmm. and uh, to kind of touch on what you you would ask you ask about like being able to reset during those times that are kind of lower or you feel a little off and for me i feel like i really and like like i'm charged up and i'm energized when i'm around people and i'm with a group um and so i, I feel like really the times where i would need to rest or when i felt drained were the times when i was alone and i was like man there's nothing going on right now i don't know what to do with myself mm. um and where I would go to reset and to get charged back up is like the next the next youth group thing. Yeah, I'd just be so hyped to be there with all the kids. I'm like, yeah, let's go, yeah, that's so awesome, <laughs> big time. Let's do it, Secret <laughs> Church. Here we come. Um, and that's like that's where I would go, and I that's what helped reset me is just being with people, and that's um, that's that's true of me now. I, I feel like anytime I'm around the UCSC and around like friends, that's when I feel empowered and uh, that's what that's where i feel filled up is just in the presence of others and in the mm-hmm. presence of god as a result of that that's really awesome so now that you're on the other side of it how did your experience in youth ministry change you as a person change your walk with christ what did it change i think uh, one of the biggest things that it changed about me is my confidence mm. in sharing the word and living a Christian life as an example to those around me has gone up. I was actually talking to um, one of the ministers here at College High the other day about this. Uh, kind of the first day I got to Bellevue, Dylan was like, all right, you get to teach the guys in Bible class every Sunday for the summer? And I was like, what? Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Something that, like, obviously I, I would have been fine, like, growing into it. I was like, yeah, you know, I can, at some point I'll be teaching the Bible class on Sunday to the guys. Yeah. And then... But they threw you right in. The first day, they're like, here you go, Cameron. Figure something out. What do you want to talk about? And I was like, yeah, David. (laughs) But it was one of those things where, like, I wouldn't have said at the time that I was able to do that. Mm. But then I did it. And it was... um, You were called into it. Yeah, I was called into it, and I did it, yeah. And so I I feel like my confidence in that respect and and teaching like that has gone up. And just being an example and trying to wear Christ and really reflect him I, I feel like the confidence in that aspect has gone up as well um as far as my walk with christ it's um being in that internship being in that role made me realize just how much i need to be poured into and mm. um i can't pour into myself yeah. only god can pour into me and um as a result i can pour into other people when god is pouring into me and um so other people could pour into me too by that logic just my brain is reeling around like a, a math <laughs> equation right now, and so I have to justify everything I'm saying. I apologize. But having people to pour into me, and, and from that experience, I realized how much I need to work on my faith. Like, you can't know God's will for you if you're not reading God's word, because mm. that's where that resides. And um, through this experience, I, I became much more diligent about reading God's word, and I'm still not perfect at it. There are days where I don't do it. Um, but that, that's just one area that my faith has grown as a result of that is like reading more, trying to really be in tune with what God is, is saying and um, having positive conversations with people and actively seeking people to, to build up. And when you're actively going around building other people up like that, it, I think it all comes around. For sure. Um, and really just trying to be the person that I want everybody in that youth group to grow up and be. Mm. It, 
it put a little bit more responsibility on my shoulders yeah. knowing that there are people looking at me and seeing everything I'm doing and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, Cameron's doing that, you know? So I should, I should do that. Or maybe that's not the thought process, but they could justify doing something that I wouldn't want them to do if they see me doing something similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, even though you were like only there for two summers, like it's kind of like what we went back to earlier. Like those two summers are like big moments in those, mm-hmm. in their lives. And like, like you had an impact on them then and like the person you continue to be in the way you walk with christ for the rest of your life is something that they'll think about if like you cross paths or like especially mm-hmm. now that they probably all follow you and send you memes on social media <laughs> they're like they're like you're in their life and so like it's that responsibility and what a what a great responsibility you get to have um that's really cool so what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue an internship or even a career in youth ministry? What would you What would you tell them? Pray. Mm. First off, talk to God about it. <laughs> like, I, I think that needs to be the first place you go. Definitely. You got to talk to God about it. And um, that can be weird, especially if you're not used to praying to God in that, in that kind of way, like asking for wisdom and advice. But that, like, that's got to be the start, I think. The, the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and that fear leads to faith, and that faith leads to the completion of the faith and works and uh, just just praying for wisdom and seeking God throughout all of it. And if he's calling you to something, do it. Like, jump in. Because mm. I know I, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was the right move for me. I, I spent many a nights staying up, laying in my bed, just, like, talking to God. Like, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Just over and over and over again. And eventually I did it. And it's like the best decision I've ever made, pretty much. Well, it's number three best decision I've ever made. Number one is getting baptized. Number two is asking Allie to marry me. Number three is working for Bellevue. Boo. <laughs> no. no, don't boo that. I'm that kidding. was kind. That's that beautiful. was kind I... and uplifting to you, and you booed it. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. Gosh, that you are you are like just amazing. No, Goodness. Stop that. Sorry, that was very sappy of me, but. That's okay. That's that's that's, a, that's why they're here. That's why they're listening. You're here the for sap. the sappy stuff. <laughs> no. No, but I the sap like... <laughs> of the word, the life giving sap. There's an analogy in there somewhere. I can't find it right now. That'll I'll preach. find it eventually. That'll preach. No, but really, like, that's that's a beautiful statement and a beautiful mindset to have. Like that, that was such an important decision, and God guided you through it because you you went to Him in prayer. Um, and I need that advice, you know, so thank we you. We all do. I need that advice. Mm. Is there anything else that you would like to share about your experience? I, I don't think so. I, I think we covered a lot. We did. I, I'm looking at the, the timer right now on our recording, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I talked a lot just now. And it's good. Like I, like, I love it. I love hearing people just, like, even you diving into, like, the little things, like, about each moment in each, like, event. Like, that's so important. And because God is in each and every one of those. So, like, mm-hmm. however long it takes to talk about it, talk about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> just do yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, there's... <laughs> God deserves all the time yeah. in the world. And the more time we can we can give to him in that way, I'm here for it. Me too. So Cameron, if you were to walk into the Bellevue youth room right now, what would you say to those teens? I think right now one I would I would just share what God is showing me right now and that, that there's beauty all around his creation. And that beauty exists in the trees when we go outside. It exists in the in the in the weeds that come up through the cracks in the concrete 
there's beauty in that. I know we don't want the weeds, but there's beauty in the way that mm-hmm. that life just perseveres. And um, there's beauty in the people around you. God made each one of those people. He made them in his image, and he, he crafted them, and he, he, he knew them in, a, in their mother's wombs. And there's beauty in the, each one of those person. And when you look in the mirror, that person you see in the mirror, there's beauty in that person too. And don't forget that that incredible value that God places on you and the beauty that he sees in you. That is so real. And don't forget it. Live every day of your life knowing that God loves you, knowing that God loves the people around you, and that God has commanded you to do the same, and that there is beauty in every aspect of that. Thank you for that, Cam. Thank you for sharing your heart and sharing your love for youth ministry. Um, Thank you for listening and for spending some time with us here in the youth room. We hope you'll join us again soon um, for another awesome interview. And we just, we pray for you. And I hope if you're listening to this, you know that there's there's beauty in you Mm -hmm. and there's beauty in those around you. Yes, there is. Thanks for having me on our podcast, (laughs) Allie. Anytime. (laughs) Please come back. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But uh, just God bless every single one of you guys that has taken the time to listen to this or maybe you just skip to the end. And if you're here now, bless you also. (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye.